Reignite on RTE Radio 1. With AIB, our specialist teams are there to support you so you can keep your business going and growing. Now, over the last five weeks, we've brought you stories of change, of drive and determination, of success and resilience. And one person who has offered solace to many is Charlie McEasy. He's the writer and illustrator of the book, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. And Charlie McEasy joins me now from his home. Charlie, during the pandemic, as you know, your drawings really offered hope to people and were printed off and hung up in hospital wards and in people's windows. And you created a T-shirt for comic relief with the boy and the mole with the slogan, Love Wins. And I wonder, as you reflect on the last two and a half years, do you think that love did win? (laughs) I think that's a good question. I think overall it it always does. But, you know, there there will always be times when, um, other things go on that are less lovely than love. But what I saw in during the pandemic, at least the height of it, was incredible uh, solidarity um, between neighbours and people, and the NHS. You know, the hospitals and people looking after each other and looking out for each other. So I, I, I think I, I would say love, love, one in the end. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there are times when, when pressure puts. In a, in a strange frame of mind and we can be competitive. I remember in the early days when all the loot paper was um, being snatched up from the, from the, <laughs> from the supermarkets. Like, that wasn't, you know, it left people without. So I think panic probably stopped love winning for a while. But I think things settled down, you know. It, it was such a new experience for everyone and, and particularly in the early days when no one quite knew where this was going to end, you know. And fear is a big killer of love i think fear and love are in competition but i think in the end once the fear has subsided love love does win you know human nature is an odd thing you know you know i i just feel that if you've come through this then you've achieved something huge you know i think everybody should be told well done you know you've been through something enormous and when lockdown first happened you started doing drawings on instagram as well just to say thank you to the nhs the equivalent here being the hse in ireland you know your frontline workers your cleaners your doctors your nurses and beyond and they started using those drawings you know on everything from their national screensavers they were printing them out they were putting them up in wards you started receiving emails from nurses thanking you can you talk a little bit about what nurses were saying in those moments and was it a career highlight for you in the midst and depths of of lockdown ironically yeah it probably was i mean you couldn't make it up really to find yourself in a situation like i mean to a year before it you know well no one could imagine it but for me i had no idea that the drawings would carry that much meaning for people who are in the middle of something so tough and terrifying you know and the hospitals i, I just heard from so many of them they were using the they printed them out and were putting on the on the ward walls and and where the nurses had tea and coffee during the day. And then I got images from people in Los Angeles and Sydney with drawings stuck on lampposts, you know, um, during lockdown. And um, so, yeah, I, I, it was I, I took a career highlight. It's a strange idea. Um, but I suppose if you feel that what you're doing makes a difference, then it has to be a highlight, really. You know, it's all you can ever ask for, really, isn't it? To, to be doing something that um, is, helps as part of a solution or gives people hope or courage or whatever they need. Yeah, so, you know, it's, a, it's an odd one because I could never have invented it. But it was, I think when you find yourself in a place like that, you just have to ride the storm and do what 
you feel is asked of you and just carry on, you know. So. Because as you say, like one of the central themes of, of the book is help and obviously hope and kindness, but that idea of help, because mm. there is that line, of course, in your book, which, you know, poses that question, what is the bravest thing you've ever said? And the horse answers, help. And here yeah. you are with a book that was profoundly helpful. And we know now also that therapists and army personnel mm. have asked to use that very illustration. What do you think it is about that image that question that answer of help that has resonated so much with people globally well i think the horses represent something physically powerful and, and an unlikely symbol of fragility uh and for the horse to be asked what's the bravest you know thing to, to align courage with an admission of you know needing help is a very important one because uh, well, particularly in men you know i think we struggle to we kind of feel that it's some kind of failing you know maybe um but i i think to align it with being courageous and brave to uh is for me you know i was having a big chat with a friend who's a really really sort of tough adventurer you know he climbs things upside down mountains and and uh, we were talking about what courage was and and i sort of realized for me at least um, which is why i did the drawing in the first place is because you know the bravest thing i ever did or certainly one of them uh, was to realise that I, I wasn't doing well and to admit it and ask for help was, was a big thing and a courageous act. And so I just did the drawing. But I had not, you know, you, you do these drawings in a smelly, scruffy little room somewhere at the corner of the earth and you don't think it's going to have much of an effect. So I was always, I, I am still really shocked that, you know, they're used by people or they move people. But that one particularly, I think, I remember I could, after I posted it, like maybe yeah, 24 hours later, I got, emails from the army and someone in Australia runs a PTSD, you know, whatever, you know, for people who've been in combat. And uh, it, it really moved me that, you know, it would encourage someone somewhere to, to, to realise that asking help was a, was a brave act and not a failing, you know. And I, 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 that, I think that will always move me, you know, the memory of that. It's such a powerful act of kindness for you to have leaned into your own story, your own vulnerability, that has meant, mm-hmm. and I've read these stories, particularly of men who can, as you say, sometimes find it difficult to ask for help and think the braver yeah. thing is is to just plough on, put the head down and, and struggle alone. That, and yeah. But like that line, you know, that you have around asking for help isn't giving up, it's refusing to give up. Mm-hmm. I've read so many stories who, from people who credit with you and that line we're just saving them. Like it's an incredible yeah, it's, uh, intervention you've had in people's lives. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of mad, and sometimes I just I'm not really sure if I can quite um, believe that it happened. But yeah, I, I think if you write honestly from your own small you know, corner of the world as honestly as you can about your own experience, then hopefully it will meet someone somewhere. You know, I, I, but if someone had given me a brief, you know, and said this is what you have to do, I would never have done it. <laughs> you know, it sort of happened from some some deep down somewhere within me, and I just tried to write as honestly as I could, um, and as simply as I could. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's so wholesome. It's heartfelt, and it's timeless, Charlie. It's beautiful what you've done. Oh. One of the things that I love, and we talk a lot here and reignite about a design for life. You know, and working to plan and planning to work, and you know, being true mm. to ourselves and thinking about our whys. And there's this line in the book that you know talks about well. The truth is, everyone is winging it. <laughs> and I love yeah, that because yeah. it just gets the heart of humanity of we're all making it up as 
we go along. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, definitely. Has that cut through a lot? I wonder in the last two and a half years for you, for people that you've met and talked to that it takes maybe a a pandemic. It has taken climate change. It has taken a war in Ukraine that we realise more than ever. There's so much of life that is beyond our control. We can't plan for it. We just have to get comfortable with the grey and the ambiguity. And just be honest about, you know, where we are and... And I think probably, you know, particularly with social media and everything, that people do a good, pretty good show and they put out that their highlights, the, the, you know, the show reel of their lives. And we sometimes look at it and think, well, mine's not like that. But if you can remember that actually they really are highlights and we are just, we, everyone is just swinging along. Um, and we're all, we're all as fragile as each other. And we're all, <laughs> you know, um, and I think probably the pandemic, the, the, the toughness of the last couple of years has probably made us realise that more, yeah and brought us together, you know. For me, at least, I know that when I was making the book, I was definitely winging it. I mean, you know, you have me on the radio. <laughs> you have me here on the radio you know, trying to be all wise, but I'm no wiser than anybody else. And, and I'm just winging it like like you are, like everybody is. And it's quite liberating to realise that. You know? Like, it's just, you know, we're all, we're all pretty much the same. <laughs> we just... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, we're all just doing quite, our best, aren't we? Day yeah, by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting through, you know, winging it in various, the various <laughs> fields we're in, whether it's being a mum or whether it's being a brain surgeon. I think, I mean, it's slightly scary to think that a brain surgeon is winging it, but I suppose <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to a degree, being human, <laughs> being human, you kind of are, you know. Yeah, there's a shared um, humanity amongst all of us. We are, yeah. are, are all just human after all. But that's when I say just human. I mean, it's a spectacular thing to be human. You know, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I, I, I think in the last couple of years, there's a, a real beauty that's come through all this. You know, like you'd see it everywhere, uh, especially in the fragility of people and the honesty of people and the, um, the courage. You know, the, the emails I got from people, particularly nurses in COVID wards, saying we're struggling, but we've got your drones in the world. But I don't even know how it can be living in a week's time. You know, that, I, I, I've kept those, you know, I've kept a file of the emails that moved me most and they were all struggling. They're all really winging it, saying, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm just trying. And that, that, that's humanity, isn't it? Just doing our best in a sea of uncertainty, really. But well, we can, you know, the only certainty is that we can choose to love. You know? Are you hopeful coming out the back of the pandemic, hearing from people, seeing people rise to meet this moment. How do you feel coming out now towards the end of 2022? Yeah, I mean, there's still, there's still the dying embers of the pandemic, isn't there? So I, I think we've learned probably an awful lot and I think we're, we're pretty tired, you know, and I think economically we're struggling. So the, I think when a storm ends, there's always the after effects of storm that can go on for a long time. Uh, I think the mental health of the world, certainly of the UK, I, you know, I, I think there's, especially in the young people, there's a lot of work to do, um, a lot of talking to do, um, a lot of rebuilding. And I, I, so I, 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 you know, this wonderful, we're coming through it, but I think there's a lot to re- sort of nurture and work on that the pandemic caused. And I think it would be a mistake just to leap, you know, blithely charge on without really listening to each other about it all and pro- and doing the doing the you know the process you know kids missing school for a year whatever it was you know that takes its toll you know i remember feeling the anxiety of worrying when i went to the shops whether i was going because i looked i was at my mum a lot of the time i know it was am i going to give her the virus you know and like that kind of anxiety and fear i think that stuff 
just doesn't just disappear, you know. So I think conversations and processing will be vital for this the next few years, you know. Um, and hope and love and all, all the good things. But it, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I think there are, there are there's rebuilding to do yeah. definitely. Yeah, well said. Mm. Charlie, I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, we like sometimes mm. to play out our reignite guests on a song they love uh, that you like to turn on in your kitchen late at night, maybe dance to or just have a moment of reflection to listening to. Yeah, I've always been in love with Ireland and I always love Irish music. So I have a few. So there, there was a song, I know um, Mike Scott, I think he might be, he might be Scottish. Is he Irish? I'm not sure he's Celtic anyway. Scottish, yeah. <laughs> he's Scottish. I love Mike Scott. And, and he, he has a live song he did called Saints and Angels when, when it's, it's just wishing someone well that they may not, you know, I may not see you again, but I wish you all the best. And it's just beautiful. And I, I know there was a lot of loss going on in the pandemic. And this is that heartfelt desire that someone's life blossoms. I just really love that song. And it, it, I listened to that a lot in the pandemic. Charlie, that was beautiful. So insightful, so kind, so loving. Um, it was a pleasure to speak to you on Reignite today. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Well, thanks for having me and love, love to Ireland. And that's it from this series of Reignite, where I hope we did what we set out to do tell stories of hope, humanity and positivity while showing that behind every business and concept there is often just real heart, passion and purpose. I'm Anya Kerr, that was Reignite. The BCO was Stephen Higgins. On sound today was Dave Gibson and the show was produced by the amazing Shan O'Gorman. Let's take our leave today with Saints and Angels by the Waterboys. Until next time, goodbye. It is a wide world we travel and our paths rarely cross and we do a whole lot of living in between so come we'll share more than time We leave our cares Far behind And we'll sail The ship that never goes to sea It could be months Ignite on RTE Radio 1.